Book 5, Chapter 3 of the History of the Inquisition of Spain, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mike Bloomfield. The History of the Inquisition of Spain, Volume 2 by Henry Charles Lee. Book 5. Resources. Chapter 3. Dispensations. The Roman Curia had so long accustomed Christendom to the idea that pardon for the consequences of sin was purchasable, that we cannot be surprised if relief from the penalties imposed by the Inquisition was a marketable commodity to be regarded as a source of revenue. We have already seen this exemplified in the compositions for confiscation, and it was carried out with regard to the more personal inflictions prescribed by canon and municipal law, the disabilities of culprits and their descendants alluded to above, page 287. The instructions of 1484 and 1488 adopted these and extended the sumptuary regulations by including the carrying of arms and riding on horseback. They enlarged the list of prohibited callings and applied them all to the descendants of those who were burnt in person or effigy. Then Ferdinand and Isabella, by Pragmaticas in 1501, made the prohibition of office-holding and the following of numerous trades and professions a matter of municipal law, reserving the right to grant relief by royal licenses. Thus these disabilities, which weighed cruelly upon penitents and their descendants, drew their origin from different sources. The sumptuary restrictions, which came to be known as cosas arbitrarias, were considered to be the act of the tribunal which could remove them. Permission to hold office or to follow the inhibited callings was a royal prerogative, while the Holy See, as the guardian of the faith and of the canon law, and as the supreme source of inquisitorial jurisdiction, claimed a general control which was grudgingly conceded. In addition to these disabilities were the personal punishments, relief from which was claimed by the Inquisition. Those which concern us here were the galleys, exile, imprisonment, and the wearing of the sanbito or habito, a kind of yellow tunic with a red St. Andrew's cross, a mark of infamy, and a severe infliction as it largely impeded the efforts of the penitent to gain a livelihood. The Curia was not long in recognizing the abundant market opened for its dispensations by the large numbers of those subjected to disabilities. In the taxes of the penitentiary, there was inserted a clause offering the fullest possible dispensation for Marania. To a cleric, the price was sixty gross tournois, or fifteen ducats. To a layman, forty gross, or ten ducats, besides a fee to the datory of twenty gross. When the dispensation was partial, allowing a layman to follow his accustomed calling, or a priest to celebrate mass, the charge was twelve gross, or three ducats, but if the profession was that of a physician or advocate, the charge was double. We have seen the extreme jealousy which existed as to any papal interference with the Inquisition, and Ferdinand's repeated efforts to suppress papal letters. But the power to issue these dispensations could not be questioned. Cardinal Mendoza, Archbishop of Toledo, held from Innocent VIII a faculty to grant rehabilitations 
and one of these issued to pero diaz of cifuentes whose mother had been burnt was recognized and confirmed in fifteen twenty by the suprema and charles v at the same time the inquisition claimed the right to control relief from the punishments which it inflicted and it held these favors at a far higher price than the cheap papal dispensations Anchius, the secretary of the saragossa tribunal tells us how juan geranimo was sentenced to wear the san benito and carried it for a long time until his father paid for him to the tribunal a thousand florins for permission to abandon it some of the gold proved to be of light weight and eighteen or twenty florins were demanded of him to make good the deficiency when he handed them to the messenger saying how is this are not the signores well paid for the merchandise they sold me but take it and welcome when exactions on this scale were possible we can readily believe that dr giral the embezzling inquisitor of cordova could easily secrete a hundred and fifty thousand maravedis from the dispensation sold to the wearers of the san benito volume one page one ninety nor can we wonder that the holy office was resolved to maintain a hold on so prolific a source of gain the situation was complicated by the pretensions of the sovereigns to intervene and claim their share and this they sought to establish by procuring from alexander the sixth a brief of february eighteenth fourteen ninety five which recites that the inquisitors collect various sums from those who had obtained papal rehabilitations and retained them all such monies theretofore and thereafter received for commutations and rehabilitations were to be placed at the disposal of the sovereigns under pain of ipso facto excommunication it is obvious from this that the papal dispensations were not admitted without the exaction of further payments that the pope was content with this so long as the taxes of the penitentiary were paid in rome and that ferdinand was concerned only with the destination of the proceeds and was quite willing to acknowledge the papal authority when it was exercised for his benefit he lost no time in availing himself of the papal grant on a large scale and before the year was out we find him selling relief in mass to all those disabled by the tribunal of toledo a transaction which brought in large returns for in fourteen ninety seven alonso de morales the royal treasurer acknowledges the receipt of six million four hundred ninety nine thousand twenty eight maravedis from toledo commutations and rehabilitations and this was doubtless only one of numerous similar compositions the inquisition was not disposed to abandon its profitable commerce the suprema continued to assert its control in instructions june third fourteen ninety seven ordering inquisitors to take no fees for rehabilitations without consulting it may twenty fifth fourteen ninety eight it declared that if there were no inquisitors general there would be no one able to grant rehabilitation or to relieve from san benitos and it forbade the tribunals to commute for imprisonment except by spiritual penances there was evidently a contest on foot between the inquisition and ferdinand of which the details are lost for we have a letter from him february twenty fourth fourteen ninety eight to a tribunal in which he says you know that we have granted a privilege 
through which the children of condemned heretics are rehabilitated as to the cosus arbitrarius imposed by you as it is our will that this privilege be maintained we charge you not to levy or take anything from them for the enjoyment of it and if perchance the inquisitors-general have written or shall write anything contrary to this consult us before acting on it and we will write to them and to you what most comports with our service the sovereigns however yielded the point when by a cedula of january twelfth fourteen ninety nine they formally made over to the inquisitors-general all the monies accruing from penances commutations and rehabilitations in the kingdoms of castile and aragon in order to provide for the salaries but this grant as usual was practically subject to the exigencies of the royal treasury and the promise was irregularly kept the inquisitors seem to have speedily arrogated to themselves this profitable privilege for the instructions of fifteen hundred forbid them to grant dispensations and commutations the right to which is reserved to the inquisitors-general it was greatly impaired however by the next move in the game the pragmaticas of fifteen o one which made disability to hold office or to follow numerous callings a matter of municipal law and reserved to the crown the right to issue licenses in derogation of it thus depriving the inquisition of control over this important section of penalties while ferdinand thus secured a share in the business he fully admitted the necessity of papal rehabilitation as a condition precedent in fifteen ten writing to a member of the suprema about the rehabilitation of Gerardo alonso de medina issued at the request of queen juana he says that it was granted under the belief that medina held a papal brief if he did not it was invalid as there must first be papal rehabilitation yet papal action amounted to nothing in these matters without the royal license about this time the licenciado portillo applied to him stating that as the memory of his grandfather had been condemned he was incapacitated from holding office he had been rehabilitated by the pope and now he asked for a license in view of certain services rendered and ferdinand granted the prayer the strictness with which these licenses were construed is illustrated by a petition in fifteen fifteen from dr jaime de lis a physician of logroño representing that by the condemnation of his parents he had been incapacitated he had procured a papal brief authorizing him to practice everywhere and a royal license to practice in logroño unable to resist importunities he had exceeded his bounds for which he craved pardon and also permission to attend the duke of najera who joined in the supplication this was granted with a warning not to transgress again and the tribunal of calahorra and the magistrates of all the towns were charged to make him observe the limits when the papal dispensation was issued to ecclesiastics the king did not intervene but there can be no doubt that the vidimus or confirmation of the suprema was required and had to be paid for for it had on january eighth and february twelfth fourteen ninety eight summoned all reconciled penitents to present the absolutions and dispensations which they had procured from rome a significant indication that otherwise they would not be respected such dispensations were issued as readily as those to laymen though as we have seen the price was fifty per cent higher thus april eighth fifteen fourteen leo x dispensed cristobal rodrigo priest of luduena 
from the disabilities incurred by the condemnation of his parents and authorized him to retain his benefices acquire others and perform all his functions so also november third fifteen fourteen he dispensed bartolome eruello beneficed in the convent of santa cruz of saragossa from all the disabilities resulting from the heresy of his paternal grandfather yet there frequently occur cases of rehabilitation in which there is no mention of papal intervention under circumstances where it could scarce fail to be alluded to had it existed there would seem to have been no thought of invoking the cooperation of the holy see in the great composition of seville under which twenty thousand ducats were obtained by ferdinand for the rehabilitations alone and when it was extended to cordova and other places they formed part of the inducements offered so when cardinal manrique issued by wholesale licenses to hold office to the large districts of seville cordova granada and Lyon, there is no allusion to papal dispensations for some reason probably financial these licenses were issued for short terms and required renewal in one case a document issued in february fifteen twenty eight prolonged the time to april fifteenth and then on april sixth it was extended to the end of june this disregard of papal participation seems to have provoked the curia to retaliatory action and it issued rehabilitations with clauses of censures and penalties for all who might impede them thus rendering unnecessary the concurrence of the king and the inquisition charles thereupon reissued the pragmaticas of fifteen o one and empowered the inquisition to enforce them while the suprema explained to the tribunals that there was a disability under the canons and another under the pragmaticas so that the papal rehabilitation was insufficient without the royal and vice versa wherefore the inquisitors were instructed to look closely into this and prosecute those who did not possess both it withdrew however from this position and issued cartas acordadas may fifteenth fifteen thirty and may sixteenth fifteen thirty one complaining of this new form of papal dispensations if these were allowed to continue it said all the disabled would be rehabilitated and the laws of the kingdom would be annulled wherefore when such letters were presented the fiscal was ordered to draw up a supplication to the pope setting forth that the disabilities were enacted by the laws of the land and that it had been found by experience that these children of heretics if they obtain judicial positions condemn christians to death unjustly or if they become physicians surgeons or apothecaries give their patients poisons in place of remedies all these supplications were to be sent to the suprema which would forward them to the roman agent of the inquisition and meanwhile we may assume the papal letters were suspended in another document of the period opposition to the papal rehabilitations is enumerated as one of the regular duties of the fiscal it is somewhat remarkable that this seems to have been confined to castile for in fifteen thirty five the suprema learned that the valencia tribunal accepted and respected papal rehabilitations and hastened to instruct it to follow the castilian method the struggle continued and the instructions of fifteen thirty one were repeated july nineteenth and october twenty sixth fifteen forty three and may fourteenth fifteen forty six 
the strenuous days of ferdinand were past and resistance was vain the curia continued imperturbably to sell dispensations of the most liberal character which completely annulled spanish legislation one bearing the name of paul the third february first fifteen forty five issued to juan de Haril of Hain, whose grandparents had been birthed in effigy gives assurance of his high deserts and concedes that even if his progenitors had been condemned and burnt he can ascend to the degrees of bachelor licentiate and doctor he can assume the office of judge corregidor advocate procurator and notary legate nuncio physician surgeon apothecary farmer of revenue collector and receiver of taxes and all honors and dignities including professional chairs he can wear garments of any color and material ornaments of gold and silver and jewels he can bear arms and ride on horses and mules inherit from any kindred acquire property of all kinds enter the priesthood and obtain any dignity or preferment and all inquisitors and secular powers are forbidden to interfere with him in the enjoyment of these privileges this is evidently the customary formula of these dispensations and it was galling to have the laws of the land and the jurisdiction of the inquisition thus calmly set at naught but there was no help for it sometimes however the recipients of these papal rehabilitations deemed it wise to show humility in which case they were fairly assured of a benignant reception in fifteen forty eight the saragossa tribunal penanced for faltership five hidalgos vassals of the count of ribagorzo in a way disabling them from holding office they procured letters from rome but submitted them to the suprema and declined to use them whereupon valdez told the inquisitors to follow the letters and dispense the penitents from their disabilities roman competition however by no means destroyed the home traffic in dispensations whatever was imposed by the inquisitors could be removed by the inquisitors general as when valdez may twenty seventh fifteen fifty one granted license to leandro de loriz to accept the position of assessor to the bail of valencia after he had been disabled by the tribunal from holding any office of justice when however disabilities were the result of pragmaticas it was recognized that their removal was a function of the crown thus in fifteen forty nine the suprema expresses pleasure that those reconciled under an edict of grace should procure rehabilitations from the king and in fifteen sixty four it explains that the dispensations granted by the inquisitor-general only relate to the sumptuary cosas arbitrarias so that those obtaining them who exceed in this are to be prosecuted the functions of the inquisition thus were restricted to enabling the disabled to wear costly apparel and jewels to bear arms and ride these which were known as dispensations in lo arbitrario were in great demand and a brisk business was done in them in the records of course there is nothing said about their being sold or the prices paid for them which were doubtless proportioned to the station or wealth of the penitent or of his kindred but that they were articles of traffic is shown by their being frequently given as gratifications to the lower officials issued in blank to be disposed of at the best price that could be had so customary indeed became the issue of these dispensations that toward the close of the sixteenth century pena closes his remarks on disabilities by saying that after a time it is usual to dispense for them
The rehabilitation for holding office and trading was likewise a source of profit to the crown and its officials. The sale of these became so general that, in 1552, it formed a subject of complaint by the Cortes of Madrid, which represented that the children and grandchildren of condemned heretics were rich and obtained rehabilitations from the king, in contravention of the pragmaticas, to the great detriment of the republic. To the petition that this should cease, the reply was that the supplication would be borne in mind and the pragmaticas be observed. That this promise was kept may well be doubted, especially as, in time, the curia abandoned its claim to issue dispensations of this nature. When in 1603 and 1604 several applications for such a grace were made to it, the congregation of the Inquisition refused to interfere. The curia had never assumed to interfere with the commutation or redemption of the punishments inflicted by the Inquisition. In these it therefore had a free hand, and the resultant revenue must have been important, for it was always ready to show mercy for a reasonable consideration. The speculative value of such commutations were recognized, at least as early as 1498, when they were already regarded as a regular source of income, for Juan de Monasterio was then characterized as Inquisitor of Valencia and receiver of penances and commutations. In 1524 we find Manrique commissioning Francisco de Salmeron to collect from the receivers of the tribunals all penas y penitencias, commutaciones y habilidades, and a similar grouping in 1540 and 1544 shows that they all continue to be sources contributing to a common fund. Of these punishments, the one most productive and most commonly commuted was the San Benito, or penitential habit, released from which in the early period, as we have seen, was reckoned, in one case at least, at a thousand gold florins. The severity of the infliction is well set forth in the petition, about 1560, of lo povero notar Jacobo Damiano, to the Sicilian tribunal. He says that he has tried in every way to earn a living without success, and his only resource is a return to his birthplace, Racalmuto, where his family will aid in his support, and he can end the few days that remain to his age and infirmities. But, as his kindred are persons of honor, if he comes with a San Benito, they will drive him away and leave him to die of starvation. He therefore begs to have the habit commuted to a money payment for the redemption of captives and some other penance, and he will raise the amount from his family. Otherwise, he is in peril of death from want, as he is abandoned by all. What, between the degradation and the impediment to winning a livelihood, those subjected to the penalty and their kindred were likely to pay whatever sum they could afford for release. It was commonly coupled with imprisonment. The carcel y abito usually went together, and commutation covered both. As a rule, inquisitors were prohibited from granting these commutations. The temptation to retain the proceeds was doubtless too great. In 1513, Ximenes, on learning that some inquisitors were doing so, forbade it for the future and reserved the right to the inquisitor-general. There were some exceptions, however, especially in the case of distant tribunals, as in a commission granted to Sicily in 1519, to Navarre in 1520, and a limited one to Majorca in 1523. As a rule, all applications were submitted to the Suprema, which gave the necessary instructions and directed the money to be remitted to it, 
or to be held subject to its order for pious uses. Its full realization of the financial possibilities of the matter is seen in instructions in 1519 to Barcelona, and doubtless to the other tribunals, to report how many penitents were wearing sanbenitos and how much could be obtained from them for commutations. When conviction would bring not only confiscation, but the prospect of another contribution from the kindred, it will be realized how great was the temptation to severity. The pious uses for which the payments were ostensibly received were various. Dr. Arganda, Inquisitor of Cuenca, in rendering May 9, 1585, a statement revealing a deficit in revenue, renewed a request of the month previous that the Suprema would grant the, to the tribunal the commutations of Francisco Abist and Juan Waybet, Moriscos. They were very old, had been sentenced ten years before, and would die Moors. Therefore, it would be well that the tribunal should have the benefit of the four thousand reals which they offered. The Suprema replied with an inquiry whether this was the utmost that could be obtained from them. Then on August ninth, the Inquisitor urged the acceptance of the offer, so that the money could be used for a much-needed prison for familiars and other purposes, and reminded the Suprema that, in 1583, it had made a similar grant of commutations for a building. Another pious use was giving to Dr. Ortiz, when sent to Sicily as Inquisitor in 1541, certain commutations as part of his salary. They must have been considerable, for the fees accruing on them to Secretary Zarita amounted to fifty-five ducats. Still another pious use is indicated in an order from the Suprema, in 1549, to the Tribunal of Granada, to commute the San Benito of Catalina Ramirez into spiritual works and such pecuniary penance as she could pay for pious uses. The latter are explained, in an accompanying private note of instruction, to hold the money until the apparitor Cuevas marries his daughter, when he is to be aided with it. He evidently had petitioned for a commutación de abito, and it was accorded in this form. These commutations, in fact, became a sort of currency in which favors were asked and granted, replacing, to some extent, the confiscations of an earlier period. Thus, in 1589, the Valencia convent of the discalced Carmelites of Santa Teresa petitioned for the grant of the commutations of certain sanbenitos, and soon afterwards the Dominican convent made a similar request. The most usual pious work, however, for which they were ostensibly employed, was in assisting the redemption of captives. Yet this formula frequently covered other destinations, as in the case of Martin de Bergera of Calatayud, who was relieved of prison in San Benito for fifteen ducats, para reducción de cautivos, and the ducats were simultaneously granted to Pedro Salvan, apparitor of the Saragossa Tribunal. When the proceeds were really to be employed for the redemption of captives, precautions were taken to see that they were so applied. These are expressed January 18, 1559, by Valdez to Horosco de Arce, Inquisitor of Sicily, when empowering him to grant commutations to four penitents, provided their sentences are not irremissible, and they have completed three years of imprisonment, when, besides the money payment, there are to be simple penances of fasting, prayer, and pilgrimage. The penitents are to be designated by Nicholas Calderon or his agent, who will bargain as to the amounts of payment, and the money is to be given to him for the ransom of his mother, sister, and two nieces, on his furnishing good security that, 
within a term to be designated by the inquisitor he will present them to the tribunal or refund the money the condition in this that the penalty commuted must not be irremissible was not always observed such sentences as we shall see were reserved for cases of special guilt but they yielded to the powerful solvent of money a larger price presumably being demanded thus march seventh fifteen sixty the sicilian inquisitor was ordered to select some one who had served not less than nine years under such a sentence and commute it for the ransom of the wife of of sibdadella even the galleys which were regarded as a much severer punishment than the carceli abito were commutable though as the prisoner was an encumbrance while the galley slave was useful and the supply was always deficient we may infer that his commutation was held at a higher price condemnation to the galleys was also much less frequent than to the san benito and of course was only inflicted on able-bodied men so that cases of its commutation do not occur in such abundance yet they were sufficiently numerous to lead to complaint by the suprema to charles v in fifteen twenty eight that when it sent messengers to liberate those whose sentences were thus commuted the commanders of the galleys refused to surrender them whereupon charles issued a cedula ordering their liberation under pain of two thousand florins commutations for the galleys had various shapes in fifteen forty three don luis munoz lord of ayodan offered two slaves as substitute for two of his morisco vassals juan maimon and juan munoz condemned to serve the one for ten and the other for twelve years of which three had elapsed and after investigation to see that the substitutes were able-bodied the bargain was closed in fifteen seventeen miguel marcado obtained the remainder of his sentence to the galleys commuted to service on the french border when presumably there was some money consideration it is probable that commutations for money became too frequent for the good of the naval service for in fifteen fifty six the suprema strictly forbade them for the future doubtless under royal command this prohibition seems to have lasted for a considerable time as the spanish armada was greatly in need of men and we happen not to meet with cases until near the close of the century when they reappear in the valencia records in fifteen ninety Giuseppe gasset a familiar condemned for the murder of his wife obtained a commutation of a sentence in fifteen ninety six a new christian gaspar moi negotiated for release from the three years which he still had to serve and after investigation into his means it was fixed at seven hundred libras and a slave moi however on his liberation found that his san benito was not included in the bargain and he had to pay a hundred libras more for its removal in fifteen ninety seven onufri quintana offered two thousand reals and a slave which were accepted in the same year miguel sasser applied for a commutation when the suprema instructed the tribunal to ascertain what he would pay for it and the same answer was given in sixteen hundred to a similar petition from jaime cornexo it is apparent from the high value set on these mercies the comparatively few convicts could afford their purchase evidently the suprema paid little heed to the instructions of philip the second to manrique de lara in fifteen ninety five to be very cautious in granting of dispensations for galleys exile reclusion and san benitos there must be ample cause and no attention should be paid to prayers and favors for it was essential the senses should be completely executed 
this was repeated with some amplification by carlos the second in sixteen ninety five showing that there was still occasion to restrain the holy office from bartering pardons for money end of book five chapter three recording by mike bloomfield